Welcome back, listener, to Discussing Marvel, a WandaVision after show. I am your host, Irving, along with... Your other host, Eddie. And today we are discussing episode 8 of WandaVision, titled Previously On. And the official synopsis is... Wanda embarks on a troubling journey, revisiting her past for insight into her present and future. So, Eddie, let's kick things off with your first impressions. Spoiler-free, of course. Man, this episode was so good. I feel like this was my favorite episode, actually, of the whole show, other than the amazing songs for each decade. Yeah. Because we got a lot of questions answered. But yeah, I loved it. What about you? Same. I think this is becoming one of my favorite episodes of a television show, a live action in general, because it was an amazing episode. And I really can't wait to just deep dive into our feelings because we are both people that love to discuss how we feel and how things make us feel. And I don't think I've been in my feelings as much as I have after this episode. For sure. I've seen it seven times. And every time I feel like I'm just so sad after watching it. And I hurt for Wanda. Previously on WandaVision. Previously, we broke the fourth wall last week with Wanda talking directly to us. Darcy and Vision team up to try to get to Wanda but were slowed down at every light. Monica's attempt to enter the Hex did not go as planned, but ended up activating her powers. And after a heated argument with Monica, Wanda realized her voice are missing, which led to the catchiest tune ever, because it's been Agatha all along. And now that we're all caught up, let's take it from the top. The episode starts up by turning the Marvel logo purple from its traditional red. And I suggest we sign a petition to keep it that way. Yeah, it looks so good. (laughs) I thought it was a really fun way for them to kind of show that, oh, we're starting things a little differently now. And we open in Salem, Massachusetts in 1963. And we see that Agatha is being questioned. And she is put on trial. And at first, it was like, oh, she's going to get burned at the stake for being a witch. Until I saw that they used magic to hold her into the stake. And I was like, wait, was that magic? I had to, like, go back because I thought I was seeing things. (laughs) Yeah. So she's on trial, but it's by other witches. And we learned that she's being accused of betraying her coven by stealing knowledge above her age and station and practicing the darkest of magic. And Agnes says that she did not break the rules. And instead, she wishes that they would teach her to control her power. But they won't. And it looks like they sentence her to death because they start essentially doing a curse is what I assume is what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And it looked really cool to see her being attacked by like eight witches at once yeah but it didn't turn out that well because it looks like she is harvesting their power and kind of shooting it back 
at them with an even stronger spell. It was very Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So she rebounds their spell and essentially kills like the coven, which I thought it was pretty scary for this show. It was. It was very dark. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very dark moment, and but it looked great. I thought it looked cool. It was a very interesting method of killing witches. Mm-hmm. We find out that her mom is in charge of the coven, and she tells her that she can be good, but her mother does not agree. And she tries to essentially destroy her, and she ends up just like the other ones, dead. But it was cool seeing her magical crown form on her head. Yeah, it was really cool. And we see that Agatha has killed her mother, and she takes her pen, and she flies away. And we cut to where we left off last week. And I thought it was really cool to be able to see Agatha's past. Yes. I was wondering if we were going to get a little backstory. And we did. Just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, just enough to kind of let us know what she is. And enough to keep people from theorizing on another episode. I feel like this episode is not the theory episode. This is like, we're going to answer things. Yes. And it looks like it's the end of the catchy tunes. There was no new opening song, which made me very sad. Same. (laughs) We see that Wanda is questioning Agatha about her children. And I love that she mocks her for her accent. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out if it's just a running gag or if there's something to actually read into her accent because it seems to only come out when she's angry. Yeah. But we're bilingual and I believe that I tend to do the same thing that my it's just easier to yell in Spanish than it is in English. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it it could just be something as simple as that. We learned that Wanda's magic is no good down there. Because there are magical runes. And according to Agnes, it is only the witch who cast the runes whose magic will work down there. And it was funny seeing that she kind of is surprised that Wanda doesn't know that. Yeah. And Agnes reveals that she was patient through the decades, waiting for Wanda to reveal her true self. And she even tried using fake Pietro to get some answers, or as she calls him, Pietro. <laughs> Which was so funny. <laughs> it really was. That was you. No, it wasn't literally me. Just my eyes and ears. A Cristallo possession. Necromancy was a non-starter since your real brother's body is on another continent. Not to mention full of holes. But you're so crippled by your own self-doubt that you believed it. Oh, my. Sensed this place, the afterglow, so many spells cast all at once. I couldn't make heads or tails of it. To me, this basically debunks Peter being from the X Men universe. Yes, she just found someone who was going to be pretending to be Pietro. And I feel like the writers were just like, you know what's going to be a good mindfuck for these viewers? Yeah. <laughs> is getting Evan Peters to be 
Pietro. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, because she is basically telling us that she wasn't strong enough to pull her brother from another continent, but she's strong enough to pull a person from a different universe. Like you said, I think it's just stunt casting and a wink to the audience. Which is really good wink. It got a lot of people talking and theorizing and just questioning what was going on. Yeah, I think his presence was essentially a gateway to having people talk about the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Which is cool because we're at the point now where showrunners and producers can create a show and throw in a little storyline in there and they know that the fans will run with the little nugget and explain things to people that are not in the know because that's all I've seen online for the past couple of weeks is people explaining how the the multiverse works in the Marvel universe and I don't think that if they would have used a different actor, we wouldn't be talking about it like that. If they would have used a random person that almost looked like Pietro, we would automatically say, oh, she probably found some... Like, we would have already figured this out, but by having Evan Peters, it allowed us to kind of just theorize and play and let other people talk about how the multiverse works in Marvel. And I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But now we can put that to rest. Yes. And we also learned that Agnes was not there from the beginning when the Hex was formed. She was attracted by the magical spells all being casted at once. So that's another thing to basically like, all right, time to get rid of that one. Agnes wasn't there from the beginning. She saw what was going on and she was attracted to it. Mm -hmm. And we see Agatha going on explaining magic a bit more mind control a classic quick incantation and a feeble psyche and you're good to go Mm. thousands of people under your thumb all interacting with each other according to complex storylines well that's something special baby and of course is transmutation. Reformator figura. Years of study to achieve even the smallest convincing illusion. But Westview, through your lens, Wanda. Every little detail in place. Down in a crown molding. You're even running illusions miles away at the edge of town. Magic on autopilot. This feels like Agnes is showing how powerful she is, but that she's not that powerful, especially to do what Wanda is doing. Yeah, like she said, it's Wanda was doing this on autopilot and she wants to know how she's doing it. Yeah, she's like, you know how long I had to work to make this convincing bird? Meanwhile, you're over here like giving everybody like a new wardrobe. 
mm-hmm. every season, <laughs> keeping up with the latest trends, giving everyone good haircuts. And even Agnes says that I've been trying very hard to be gentle with you and not just like snap you out of it. I'm slowly trying to pull you out. And I feel like she really hasn't. She's just been enabling her this whole time. Mm-hmm. Like the only time she actively did anything was when she brought in Fietro. Yeah. After reminding Wanda that she still has her kids, Agatha seems to create what looks kind of like a memory spell to try to get to the bottom of it all. So we go through our first door, and this door leads to Sokovia in Wanda's childhood. And we see her mom, her dad, and her very loud brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that Agatha is just like, wow, he is loud. Like, this shows you that she's never had any kids. And I mentioned this last week that her home looks like she doesn't have any kids yeah and this is where we learn why sitcoms her dad had videotapes and dvds that he was trying to sell but he clearly had a hard time selling them and that is so sweet that it was just a connection to her childhood Mm -hmm. and then we also get to see the environment of sokovia at the time we see that there's like literal violence outside of her apartment building. And we learned that Wanda's favorite TV show is The Dick Van Dyke Show. Which I wish we would have known why, but hey, I was a kid that had really weird interests too, so I can't really say anything. Yeah. (laughs) And it's cute because Wanda explains that she loves shenanigans. And what is shenanigans? She goes, shenanigans is like a problem but more silly than scary, but sometimes can be a little scary. It's silly mischief that's always becomes fine at the end. And she's basically describing the show. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's true, WandaVision this whole time has been full of silly problems that are more than scary, but it's gotten scary at some times, but it always resets. The following week, because those are the rules of the sitcom and shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And we just see them watching TV, and she just seems extremely happy just to be there with her family doing just movie, movie, not even movie, uh, TV night. Yeah. Which explains why she loves ending a stressful day watching TV because that was her comfort. And then we get the moment that had some of us anxious because we were kind of waiting for it. And it's the explosion that killed her parents. And Eddie, let me tell you, the minute she walked in through that door and we saw her as a child, I knew this is where it was going to end. Yeah, same. And I know that some people felt the same way until they noticed that they were not sitting at the dinner table. But we all know that we remember our traumas very differently than how they actually happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're retconning the events. I just think that Pietro just remembered them differently. Yeah. And we also learn why the bomb never went off when they were kids. 
Did you stop that bomb? What? Used a probability hex. No, I... It just never went off. It was... It was defective. We didn't know that. We were... We were trapped. For how long? Two days. Huh. So much trauma. And yet, you were safe as kittens the whole time. So what I see here is a baby witch obsessed with sitcoms and years of therapy ahead of her. Doesn't explain your recent hijinks. Where'd you get the big guns, Wanda? I don't want to go back there. I know you don't. But it's good medicine, Angel. The only way forward is back. I love that line. The only way forward is back. Yeah, it's really good. And we see that or find out that she was already doing magic when she was a child, but she didn't even know it. And I actually like this reasoning to why the bomb never went off, that she put a probability hex on it. Mm -hmm. So we move on to the next door, and this door leads to Wanda's rebellion years. And then Agatha brings up a good point that Wanda's reaction to the bombing of her civilian apartment and the murder of her parents was to join an anti-freedom terrorist organization. And her response is, we wanted to change the world. And to me, that just doesn't seem like a pretty good answer. Mm -hmm. Like deep down inside, I feel like she just wanted revenge. Yeah. But it's just easier to say, oh, you know, we were trying to change the world through a different ideology. And it's like, girl, you can just say you just wanted revenge. <laughs> yeah. We get to see her interaction with the Mind Stone and Loki Scepter, which I thought is really cool because we weren't shown that in Age of Ultron. We just got the post credit scene of them already being experimented on. So it was kind of cool to see what it is that they did. Yeah. Which turns out to be nothing. She just walks into a room and the Mind Stone just has a connection with her and it just flows in the middle of the room and it looks really cool and it just blasts her with mm. energy. And she saw deep into it and she saw the silhouette of our savior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of cool because it just kind of asks the question, why did she see that? Mm -hmm. And someone online said that as a practicing witch, that she is seeing her higher self mm -hmm. in that moment. So according to witch talk, like literally everything that goes on here involving magic and witchcraft is actually very accurate to customs and beliefs. Mm, that's really cool. Which, yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking, which if it's true, it's like, yeah, you go, Marvel. I'm pretty sure it wasn't hard to get someone to walk you through it. Mm -hmm. We see the security cameras caught everything and they're kind of going through it. And based on the timestamp, she literally went from just standing to collapsing instantly. Mm -hmm. At first, I thought she was messing with 
the footage like she did in past episodes, but the timestamp didn't seem to change time. It just was continuously going. So no one saw that. It was just all invisible to everyone else. Mm -hmm. And that's when we learned that Agatha has a theory. So little orphan Wanda got up close and personal with an infinity stone that amplified what otherwise would have died on the vine. The broken pieces of you are adding up, Buttercup. I have a theory, but I need more. and I ever shared. Pietro was dead, and I was in a new country. I was all alone. Mephisto is probably her theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, at this point, if it is him, I'm just going to be so mad because it's going to be like, I'm over this already. Like, I'm burnt out on that name. But it is interesting that she feels that if it weren't for the Infinity Stone, her magic would have just disappeared. Mm -hmm. So now we're at the Avengers compound, and it's nice to see her relationship with Vision while they're still getting to know each other, because it seems to be right after the events of Age of Ultron. Mm -hmm. And we see how the death of Pietro affected her, and it's also really sweet to see Vision still act like he's not sure of how to act. Yeah. Where he's still trying to understand human emotions. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was funny when they're watching Malcolm in the Middle and the dad gets hurt and he asks if it's funny because he's hurt and injured and her response is, he's not hurt, it's not that type of show. Mm -hmm. And I never thought of it that way, that literally, it's true. You know, if someone gets hurt in a sitcom, they're not really hurt because it's not that type of show. Yeah. And her and Vision are just having a deep connection and how she feels mourning the death of her brother and having her parents die, how she just feels that it's just a bunch of waves that just keep crushing her over and over and when she tries to get up, another one comes and it feels like they're just going to drown her. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've seen such great acting performance than I have on, in this episode alone. Yeah, for sure. She definitely deserves some acting award for this whole show in general, but this episode tested her acting abilities. Yeah, it really did. If they send in an episode for an Emmy nomination, I feel like it needs to be this one. Mm -hmm. And then we get probably one of the most beautiful speeches I have ever heard in my entire life from Vision. She's gonna drown me. <laughs> How do you know? Well, because it can't all be sorrow, can it? I've always been alone, so 
I don't feel the lack. It's all I've ever known. I've never experienced loss because I've never had a loved one to lose. But what is grief? If not love, persevering. Oh, how dare they make me fall for vision? <laughs> I know. <laughs> It was so good. Especially after the year we've had with being socially isolated. Like I've hardly left my house all year and people losing loved ones. It's been really tough. And I think that seeing this on TV kind of shows you both sides of the coin where you have someone that's going through grief. And then the person that wants to be there for someone, but doesn't exactly know how or what to say. Mm-hmm. Like he's honest. He said he's not going, Oh, I know what you're going through because he doesn't. So he just straight up tells her, I don't know what you're going through because I've never gone through this. And sometimes that's what you want to hear. Yeah. And I feel like Agatha is truly being a mentor here. A messed up one, but I mean, she's trying to figure out what's going on. And helping Wanda go through her traumas. Mm-hmm. And that leads us to the very next door, which is Wanda really wanted Vision back. So she went to get him. And we head over to Sword Headquarters. And I love that she's asking nicely, even though she doesn't have to because who's going to stop her? Yeah. <laughs> she's. Like, I don't have to be this nice. I am holding it in so hard right now. You don't want to test me, dude. Mm -hmm. And she's eventually given access. And she just lets herself in. And I was living for that. But this explains why in the footage, everyone was like, whatever, seeing her walk in. Yeah. Because she, she wasn't breaking an entry. She was allowed in there. And that's when she comes face to face with Hayward. And he decides to show her vision. And they're just chopping him up like a cheap toy. That was very triggering to see Vision just, even though we knew that that's how she saw him, seeing him like that again was very heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And then we see Hayward's true intentions on why he let her in. We're dismantling the most sophisticated sentient weapon ever made. Vision's not a weapon. You can't do this. In fact, it is our legal and ethical obligation. I just want to bury him. That's all I want. Are you sure? Excuse me? Not everyone has the kind of power that could bring their soulmate back online. Forgive me. Back to life. No, I can't do that. That's... That's not why I'm here. Okay. I cannot allow you to take three billion dollars worth of vibranium just to put it in the ground. So, the best I can do is let you say goodbye to him here. He's all I have. Well, that's just it, Wanda. He's in yours. I've never wanted to punch a man so hard in my life. I know. (laughs) I don't advocate for violence, 
but man, I just wanted to punch Hayward so hard. <laughs> he literally was hoping she was going to turn him on. Mm-hmm. And the way he just talks about Vision, like he's just a weapon mm-hmm. that could talk. That's about it. And he even mentions that, oh, I'm not going to allow you to bury $3 billion worth of vibranium. So I'm just trying to figure out, okay, Wakanda, like, I thought you were going to let people in on this vibranium stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it probably the snap must have changed some policies. Yeah. And we get one of the most heartbreaking moments because there hasn't been enough in this episode alone. It's like yeah. every seven minutes, I'm just hurting for her. And she walks up to Vision and she can't feel him. And someone brought up a pretty good point that it's only been a couple weeks for her Mm -hmm. since she last saw him. So I couldn't imagine myself going through what she's going through right now. Yeah, she saw him die twice and now his body is laying there in pieces. Yeah, and not just laying there in pieces, but being talked about like a common object. Mm -hmm. Like he was an Avenger as well. He was trying to save humanity. And this is the things he gets. He's just like, just $3 billion worth of vibranium. Yeah. And she leaves. She just leaves. She never saw his body. Like we were led to believe. Like, that must have taken so much energy. Because, like I said, who's going to stop her? She had the power to just bust everyone in there. Mm -hmm. Well, and then the reason why she probably just left it, or left him there, was because she couldn't feel him. She's like, they're going to probably try to stop me if I try anything else. So, I'm just going to go. And then we see her drive away and we see her driving into Westview. And it's truly a sad place. Yeah, she made Westview a amazing living (laughs) environment for these poor folks in this town. (laughs) Yeah, for reals, because we're seeing the effects that the snap had on some of these communities. And I just want to offer an apology to the delivery guy. I know that I said that I didn't trust him and that he was up to no good. But turns out he's just an underpaid Uber Eats delivery guy. Like, (laughs) I just want to say I'm sorry. And it's not his fault that I'm not used to seeing people happy at their jobs. Yeah. That when I do see someone happy in their job, I automatically think the worst. We also see that she is following a clue to Westview. That's what brought her to Westview in the first place. Someone left a document in her car, which I'm still trying to figure out who left it or where she got that from. It's a deed to the house. That Mm. Vision body house. Or at least the house was given to him and Wanda because both of them are in the deed. She was just trying to get all the legal documents in place and Mm. just figuring everything out because by the looks of it it's an empty lot so this was probably an up-and-coming new town yeah and now it's just like completely falling apart stores are 
closed. We see Kitty and she's by herself, which leads me to believe that either her husband died or possibly remarried after mm -hmm. the snap. And yeah, everyone's just sat there. Yeah. And I know I kind of mentioned this a long time ago that I wonder if they all just have grief and it just hit me right now. Almost everyone on this planet is probably grieving something. Yeah. Because I'm sure if you came back after being gone for five years, chances are your spouse might have remarried, your kids mm -hmm. are grown up, or they don't even remember you. Yeah. It's probably a hard adjustment. But yeah, we see that it was leading her to the plot of land this whole time. And I tried to see if I could see a date on the deed, but I couldn't find any. <laughs> but what I do think is funny is seeing people questioning how did Vision buy a house? And it's like, well, in Age of Ultron, after Ultron gets a hold of Vibranium and he needs to pay up, he just does it instantly over the internet himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? There's also people like Tony that could have bought the land for him and just put it under his name. Maybe Pepper Potts could have done it. There's a lot of humans that could have done it for him. Or it was all just like, hey, I have cash. Here it is. Yeah. It's not that dark. No, not that hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that Tony would have helped him out if he would have said, hey, I'm just trying to. We're not, we don't want to be heroes anymore. We just want to retire. Mm -hmm. When we see that too, at the beginning of Infinity War, they're kind of outcasts. They want to be away from it all and be free and be together. Yeah, because yeah, the, both of them are like, we're just going to be on our own. Which is weird because Vision was on Tony's side mm -hmm. when they battled in Germany. Yeah. So at some point, he left with Wanda. And not just that, but in the deed of the house, there is a heart, which is like the same heart that was on the calendar. Mm -hmm. So it's like, did the deed turn itself into the calendar? That is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> because it represented the start of their new life, and it did in, yeah. in Westview. That is true. And like I said, this show is just full of amazing, sad moments. And we see another one. And we see that she's in so much pain. I don't know how she was able to get through filming because she is crying throughout the entire episode. I know they probably didn't film it all at once, but man, she is just... The acting is like, oh, God tier. Yeah, uh, and then she's an emotional wreck, too. <laughs> yeah, like, this whole scene is just music and no words. And we finally see it. We finally see what caused all this and how she did it. And it was her grief and losing everything and not giving a chance to live that quiet life that she wanted. And the magic just pours out of her and starts to build her house. Mm -hmm. And it just expands out. And we just see that cool shot of everything just transforming. And the shops that were once closed are open again. She truly did it. She truly did something very powerful and amazing. Mm -hmm. And she did it all herself. She didn't need no man. Nope. 
Mephisto was nowhere to be found. I was mm. so mad. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the craziest part is not only did she create a new reality in Westview, she made Vision. Yeah. Out of nothing. Yeah, I was waiting for that moment. I'm like, is she kind of like call him from far away and we're just going to see like the body parts flying across the state into Westview? But no, Vision was coming out of her heart and she looked like she was in pain while she was making him. Mm -hmm. Well, now we get the answer of why Vision can't survive outside the hex because he's not even <laughs> real. <laughs> There's yeah, no body he... to it. <laughs> And what's crazy is that she she made him with powers. Like, he was able to fly and change his appearance. Like, she recreated him. And not just that, but we also see that she truly built a sitcom stage in her house that yeah. she was probably not even aware of. And then we learned that, you know what? Agatha has seen enough, and she is ready to essentially give us her conclusion. I know what you are. How dangerous you are. You're supposed to be a myth, a being capable of spontaneous creation. Here you are, using it to make breakfast for dinner. Let go of my children. Oh, yes, your children. Vision, this whole little life you've made. This chaos magic wanda. That makes you a scarlet witch. Did you scream? Because I did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but hearing her call her the scarlet witch was like, it was everything. It was. It was so good. And we see that Agatha's jealous that Wanda has these powers. She's using them to have people over for tea <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile i'm over here learning and practicing and all i get is a bird yeah <laughs> that people think it's mephisto mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she's like i don't even get 100 percent credit for my work they automatically think mephisto's behind it all or that senior scratchy is dr strange <laughs> Yeah, she's like, I can't do anything for myself. Meanwhile, you're over here using chaos magic to serve up breakfast for dinner. But no, I mean, that was amazing that Agatha's like, oh, you're dangerous. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't even know what you are. Which leads me to believe that if she says that she can make anything out of anything, I feel like, yeah, those kids are real. Yeah. At first it was like, are they, are they not? But hey, you know what? Monica saw them come out of her. So I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure those kids are real. Yeah. And well, when she made Vision out of nothing, too. So so now it begs the question, can these kids survive outside the hex? Well, I want to say no. And I feel like we're going to get an expansion of the hex around the whole world where they can live same thing with vision yeah that's what i was thinking too i'm like girl just like expanded like you don't have to turn everyone fierce dressed and of a time period but just expand the hex like a satellite around the world 
Yeah. Which comes to question. We saw that Monica's DNA changed. So what's going to happen to all these people that have hidden abilities once the hex surrounds the whole world? Yeah, because it kind of... This episode kind of showed us that people with abilities or magic, their powers can just die on the vine, Mm -hmm. like how Agatha put it. But the minute they were in contact with the power of an infinity stone, it magnified those powers. Yeah. So that would be an interesting way to possibly activate other people. And you don't have to change their storyline because they can still have those past traumas. But mm-hmm. now, all of a sudden, they have powers. Yeah. And I've been recently watching the X-Men movies. And a lot of these mutants X genes don't trigger until something traumatic happens. Yeah. As far as we know, the probability hex was her very first attempt at magic Mm -hmm. and it was subconsciously she just like leaned out and did it and we get another post-credit scene which thank goodness i just let it play till the end because i'm always in shock for like seven minutes yeah and it's hayward outside the hex being informed that they're ready to launch and he makes a comment that it's been rebuilt over and over and they've tried every power source under the sun and all it took was part of its original power source and that's when they reveal white vision and then the episode ends I hate having to wait a whole week <laughs> yes but at the same time i'm so sad that we've made it to the end wandavision is ready to leave the nest and i don't want it to go i know same even though i hate hearing people talk about mephisto so much i still enjoy that people are talking about this show yes but i still have some questions Did they really finish White Vision in 10 days? Because we saw him in that room and it looked like they just they just picked him up. Yeah. And for them to go from that stage to this. Seems like a stretch. Yeah, I feel like. Since they cut him up and they were examining his mechanics and body parts that they created another version of him and the original vision is still chilling at the at sword yeah because one thing i was also thinking too was is the vision she saw even the real vision We saw he was plugged into cables that were running light, kind of like we saw here. And part of me was like, was Hayward hoping that she would try to turn on the vision on the table 
but in reality, that was hooked up to White Vision in another room. Or they just had a bunch of really smart people working on this bad boy. Also, why did the Avengers let Sword have Vision? I know. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of memes going around like, whoever, all these superheroes just being with their families, being with their loved ones, and there's no support or checking in on Wanda to see if she was okay. Yeah. But I think, like I mentioned earlier, Vision died five years ago. He wasn't snapped. His body stayed behind. So as far as we know, Sword has had Vision for five years. Mm -hmm. And the Sokovia Accord is still in play. I think I mentioned this before as well. And the government's allowed to claim an Avenger and sidelight them until they need to be used. Mm -hmm. And he even mentions that it's their legal authority. So I don't think it's why did they? It was more of a they had to. Yeah. They've been sidelined. Because I just can't picture Wakanda just handing over $3 billion worth of vibranium over to sword but i could see tony doing it because mm -hmm. the, him being reminded like hey remember this little document you signed and had a whole movie about like we're here to collect mm -hmm. it, it's literally probably just something as simple as that but something that's not simple is how was hayward tracking wanda's vision if he's not the actual vision Yes, that's also the question that I had, too. Because Darcy made a comment saying that he's tracking the decaying vibranium. So did Wanda create vibranium? I mean, I'm pretty sure she did. I wouldn't doubt it. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it's easier for me to believe that she did than any other excuse we can come up with for Hayward to be tracking Vision. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know how they were tracking him. And we also learned that there was a big lie when it came to Wanda taking Vision's body. And it seems like it was just for Monica. Mm -hmm. like, I'm pretty sure all the other sword agents were aware of what happened. Like, I feel like that's a kind of chisme that spreads across the office real quickly. Yeah. Like, hey, we just had the, that, that magical girl show up here and everyone in there thought they were going to die, but they didn't. Like, that's the kind of news that spreads really quickly. And the only one in the dark was Monica and Darcy and Wu. Yeah. So why lie to Monica? Well, I think we mentioned in previous episodes that Hayward were just sitting in for her mother. Mm-hmm. And he wanted the power and he wanted to kind of like you said, sideline Monica and making sure she wasn't getting in the way, she wasn't getting in the way of his plans, so. Yeah, because it sounds like making weapons is a new thing mm -hmm. for S.W.O.R.D. And that's the dangerous part with every technology company, and we're like, oh my gosh, they're going to move humanity forward, and some of us are just sitting back, and it's like, okay. How long until their technology is weaponized? And then they see the real money they can make. And then that's all they do. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that in 
this universe that that's where the real money is, is making weapons. But those are all the questions I have now. I had little baby theories, but nothing too crazy. I'm not like betting money on it. Like at this point, I'm happy with it. Just it was Wanda all along. She doesn't need anyone else to be helping her. I accept that she's this powerful. Yeah. I'm excited to see what happens next week in the series finale because this is the kind of show that could only have one season, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Unless they decide to do a season two and instead of sitcoms, it's telenovelas. I would love that. (laughs) Can you imagine? It would be amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's all I have for today. Like, I top-notch 100% definitely the best episode of the season and it was all emotional and hardly any like fighting because I truly felt like I could just sit back in and just and just enjoy and not have to be like questioning everything that I was seeing Mm -hmm. and with that I have been your host Irving and your host Eddie and this has been Discussing Marvel a WandaVision after show thank you so much for tuning in this week Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and join us next week as we discuss the series finale.